Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have another good one for you guys today during the mock draft episode. Um, we'll let you guys know what pick we're picking from when that time comes in the episode. But first, we're going to go ahead and – well, I'm sorry. How you guys doing today? I apologize. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to do another mock draft. I mean, we're just getting closer and closer to the fantasy season, so I'm excited. Fantastic. We're going to go ahead and get into some news and notes for today. And we have about two or three things for you guys. But I think the biggest thing today is uh, this morning or early afternoon, Adam Schefter reported that Travis Etienne's mild foot sprain, they thought was a mild foot sprain uh, last night when they played the Saints when he got injured, is a list frank injury. And he might be or probably is expected to miss his whole rookie season. Maybe he'll come back the last couple of games. But that's big news for James Robinson because a lot of people were really off James Robinson. So where are you guys at now at Robinson and, like, where do you feel like you would take him? Now, obviously, you're not going to take him top 10. He obviously finishes the top five, top seven running back. But, I mean, where is he valued at this point? Um, Yeah, I mean, things definitely took a major turn for the worse. I mean, Travis Etienne was a highly anticipated rookie running back this year. I mean, he was, what, like the second running back off the board. So, yeah, that's definitely terrible for Travis Etienne. But, yeah, as far as James Robinson, um, this definitely lifts his ADP up a lot. I mean, like Joe said, I probably wouldn't put him in that same category that he was in last year. I mean, he finished top seven, um, but he's definitely a respectable running back, I feel like, in the draft. Um, really, where I'm looking at him right now is right around the Daryl Henderson range. Um, I don't expect him to get the same exact workload he got last year. I mean, they did bring in Carlos Hyde, so I think he'll take away a little bit of the workload. I mean, last year they didn't even have a backup at running back. So um, I definitely think he'll produce a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I see him around the Daryl Henderson area. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a solid high end mid range RB two. I think depending on where your pick is, he could finish as an RB two. I mean, if he's a top 24 running back. He's not going to go from seven to falling all the way out. I also think that he's going to be more involved. Am I wrong saying this, that he's going to be more involved in the offense than a running back? Like, I mean, I don't think how to word it because Miles Sanders is in a running back by committee. They've come out and said that James Robinson isn't in running back by committee, but he's got Carlos Hyde, but I don't see that nearly as big as an issue as having more than one back in the backfield like they do in Philly. I mean, obviously, it has to intrigue everybody to the fact that he's going to have more passing work as a running back at this point. So, I mean, that was kind of the worry, like he was going to get a lot of passing work. So, obviously, we have to be a little more involved in terms of what we anticipated, at least. Like, I kind of see a similar workload to last year. Like, I think, like, but I agree. Like, his usage, his percentage, like, when he was used was actually insane. It was just basically like they were using no other running back in the backfield except James Robinson. But, I mean – for me, this is the perfect guy to target if you're going, like, if you pick an RB in the first round and you don't go RB for the next couple of rounds. Like, he's a perfect guy to target if you're willing to go, like, not zero RB strategy, but, like, one R one really good RB and then you kind of wait on James Robinson if you're going to load up your roster in other places. But um, the next piece of news, we're going to go ahead. And according to reports in uh, New or out of New Orleans, Michael Thomas is ahead in his rehab. So 
obviously that doesn't give us a clear definition of how far ahead he is or when they expect him back. Cause I still don't think they have a return expected return date for him, but that is good news though, that he's ahead of rehab. So I'm assuming his ADP will rise at least a little bit more for the people that are drafting within the next week or two coming up. So like, I mean, what round are you willing to take him in at this point? Like if he's, because he was still going around seven, really, at the latest, maybe eight. But, like, what round are you taking him now that he's ahead of rehab? Or are you still taking him in the same I've, place? I've taken him in the sixth in a couple of the mocks that I've done. I mean, it depends on your draft strategy and where you are, obviously. But on that front end of the draft, if you were to go running back, running back, round one and two, tight end in three, wide receiver in four, flex in five, Wide receivers are so deep this year that you can get away with taking Michael Thomas in the sixth and getting a reasonable guy to hold the place of wide receiver, um, your wide receiver too, until Thomas gets back. I mean, we've talked about it before. If you draft that tight end in the second round, he's not really your tight end. He's your wide receiver one or two. So you're only losing, um, I guess, at your flex position what, per se for – as long as until Michael Thomas is back. Because once Michael Thomas gets back at that point, your offense becomes Michael Thomas, someone like along the lines of Calvin Ridley, and then Darren Waller, if you do something like that. And those are three guys that you would love to have on your team, assuming you get someone like Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara in the first round. I mean, I don't see a problem with taking him as early as six. I think once you get up to five, it's a little high for me, unless you're on that back end of the fifth round, the 10th or 12th pick. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I like him in the sixth, to be honest with you. I think if you wait till the seventh, he probably won't be there in a lot of leagues. Yeah, before I was, you know, taking him around the seventh. But, um, I mean, this news definitely is encouraging. So I would consider him in the sixth. Um, when I did do a little bit of research, the latest estimate that I saw was that he should he could be ready by week five. I mean, they were talking around like a week eight earlier in the offseason. So that is definitely encouraging. Um, but my question to you guys, did you guys see the, um, preseason game yesterday with, uh, I think like Marquez Galloway or Ga- yeah. I think that's Gallo- his name. Galloway. Yeah. He, he, he went off, he went off yesterday. He had like 105 yards. I think he had like two touchdowns. Do you see him being like a, a possible threat? Cause you know, like the saints have never really had a wide receiver too. Do you see him at all being like a possible threat in the receiving game? Like to Daniel Sanders was. Like to Michael Thomas or just like you yeah to like, Michael Thomas. No, I don't see anybody being a threat to Michael Thomas. I mean, like, I'm not expecting him to get 150 targets, obviously, like he was before. But I mean, Callaway did. Granted, it's a preseason game, so you take what you take from it. But those were against the starters, and you can't see Jacksonville as a bad team, sure. But like, I mean, he was obviously one of Winston's favorite targets, not his favorite target while they were on the field. So I mean. The upside looks good for Callaway. I feel like if you're in deeper leagues, I mean, why not take a shot at the end of the at the end of the draft? And just if you really want to, why not take a shot? They have to throw the ball to some. Alvin Kamara cannot just be the only guy that they're throwing the ball to. Like somebody else has to catch the ball. Adam Chapman. Did you not see what happened last night? And he's fine. He's go get the reports. They said nothing crucial, nothing uh, that's going to make him sit out for an extended period of time is wrong with him. That's what they said about Dak, huh? What they? What do I know? I'm just saying what they said about Dak is nothing serious. But, um, yeah, so we're going to get to our last piece of news today, and that'll be uh, DeAndre Swift. And there are reports that he's not in game shape and his groin 
I don't know how much is still bothering him, but obviously he's not 100% healthy. Um, so, and he may or may not be ready for week one. I'm sure they won't push him because that's they, they're pretty sure they're fine with playing Jamal Williams if they have to. And as the number one guy and the lead guy, that way they don't have to feel like they're forcing one of their best players to just make his way back onto the field for no, for at least to not be like injury riddled again or get the same injury that he had before at least. Yeah, it's definitely a tricky situation. I, I really don't like to mess around with like muscle related injuries, especially when messing with my running back. So yeah, it definitely sucks. And that does slightly bump down DeAndre Swift's ADP, in my opinion, just a little bit. And it definitely raises Jamal Williams' ADP also, because I mean, when you're talking muscle injuries, there's always a chance uh, for re-injury. So I, I feel like Jamal Williams is definitely one of the the better handcuffs to grab. I mean, we mentioned this in a previous episode. Detroit has one of the, the best O-lines in the league. Um, and so, I mean, if there's any issue with DeAndre Swift, if, he, if he's limited in any fashion, I would definitely want to target Jamal Williams um, as a handcuff later in the draft. Not only is the injury concerning, I mean, the workload that he's expected to get both on the ground and in the passing game with any kind of injury that's been bothering him for a significant amount of time once he hits the regular season it's not like he can just i mean he can choose out a couple of plays but for fantasy owners that's not something that you want to hear especially with like with a guy like jamal williams we saw it in green bay when aaron jones would be on the sideline for three or four plays or even a whole series because jamal williams is a guy that you can plug in there for a series and let your starter rest um so i do think like b said that it does raise concerns uh, but until we hear, I guess, an official word that they're thinking about sending him week one, I mean, he's sitting around guys on his ADP that it just becomes preference of who you want to pick and who you think will be better. Uh, those guys are kind of almost interchangeable as long as no one's going to get hurt at this point in the draft. Obviously, when the season starts, it's going to be different. But at this moment, I mean, he falls a little, but not too far just because of the guys around him. So, I mean, I guess I don't have much more to say about that, but um... – it's just a little concerning from the fact that Anthony Lane already does rave about Jamal Williams. So I'm sure they have no problem making him the guy until Swift is healthy. So like Tilly said, it's more of a preference if you want to take him, David Montgomery. Um, I guess guys that are a little bit further, but not too far from him, like the Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders area. It kind of depends on like what your preference is at that point. But yeah, um, we're going to go ahead and get into our mock draft today. And we're drafting from the number one spot today. So um, obviously – to get right into it, I don't think there's any objections. We're we're gonna take Christian McCaffrey. Anyone? Does any? I mean, number one. Does anybody have any objections? No, no objections whatsoever. None. To make it simple, I mean, I know he was injured last year, but even when he was on the field, I mean, he was better than any other running back in football. It just wasn't close, and at least in terms of fantasy terms or however you look at it. But um, yeah. So we picked Christian McCaffrey, and now we're coming back around to our round two pick, and we're at the end of round two. So we'll be picking end of round two and the first pick in round three. So we'll have back to back picks. Um so ADP wise Joe Mixon's the highest. Calvin Ridley's available. Clyde is there. Kittle, AJ Brown, JK Dobbins. Um I'm thinking running back here. Just I mean we've been over this because we know how deep the wide receivers are. Um I think running back here. I don't know if it's the unanimous, but I'm assuming we're going running back tight end. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was, I was gonna I say. Was, yeah, yeah, I was, I was looking. 
Because I feel like there's definitely a teardrop off after Joe Mixon. Um, I I mean, in my opinion, between Joe Mixon and Clyde edwards helaire I just feel like there's a major teardrop off. So, I mean, if we got a guy like Joe Mixon falling all the way back to the end of the second round, I feel like we got to take him. But, yeah, that was the question. I was thinking is like, do we go tight end? Do we go receiver? But we know how deep receivers are. So I'm definitely down for taking that tight end strategy. Mix is going to get Change more my mind. Go ahead. Change my, I changed my mind. I know what I, I think was about we to can say. I think we can take Ridley and then either Kittle or Waller. And by the time it gets back around, we'll have get that Robinson. Robinson. I mean, Josh. I knew you were going to say <laughs> yeah. Robinson. Josh Jacobson or Josh Jacobson. Oh, Josh Jacobson. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Jacobs and then a CD Lamb and then there you go. Your starting lineup is almost full. But um, hear me out. My only question is when you're looking at mixing and Edwards Alaire, I'll say it for myself. JK's still on the board, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the question is when you have a guy with such high upside McCaffrey, who's pretty much if he's healthy, he's gonna be pretty much a top five running back every single week. Do you take a guy like you feel like has a safer situation? Because Dobbin's situation seems safer than Edwards, Alaria, and Mixon, just the way I look at it at least. Or do you take, or do you take the Calvin Ridley because you know that probably I'll say seven or eight weeks McCaffrey's going to give you enough points to cover the difference between the Joe Mixon pick and the next running back we get. That's a good point, shoot. I mean, honestly, McCaffrey could make up enough to beat an RB1 and RB2 on your team. Sometimes he'll put that, up – That's my point. 20, 28 points. But, yeah, I definitely get what you're saying. I mean, it, it would be interesting to just not go running back at all and try the receiver tight end. Um, you're definitely taking a risk and hoping – We're doing that. a mock to show people different angles. So, yeah. let's, let's take Ridley. Okay. All right. Ridley, and then since it's us again, do we want Kittle or Waller? The question of the year. This is a discussion. I'm really like, I think I want Waller. It's really hard. I I wanted to say Kittle so bad, but I guess I want Waller just because I feel like the competition around him is not as 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 good. And the Raiders are going to try to run the ball. Don't get me wrong; they do. They they are going to feed Josh Jacobs. I'm not denying that. But the 49ers are going to be in those teams that if. They are playing how we think they're playing. They're going to be top five in run attempts. I don't think the Raiders are going to be top five in run attempts. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm completely fine with Waller. I mean, I honestly look at these guys evenly in a way. But one thing I do know in Waller's situation, I definitely feel like he will get more volume. I think he'll be targeted like a wide receiver one. I mean, there will be games when Kittle may get that same amount of volume, but I don't think he'll get it on a consistent basis because they do have a lot more emerging receiver options. Um, so, yeah, I'm cool with Waller, if you're cool with it, Tilly. Yeah, I mean, I am. Let's go Waller, then. Let's see. We got Waller. Let's see what happens. Kittle's going to go very soon after him. This round, probably. If he doesn't, I'll be shocked. Now, mind you, I'm sure, yep, sleeper, there goes. I'm, I'm sure Sleeper didn't increase the ADP of James Robinson, like, right now, because usually they take a couple of days before they do that. So... I think you can get James Robinson right there anyway, though, even without that, even without them changing ADP and stuff like that. Um, so most I just can't of see anybody taking big. James Robinson in the third round. That's just me, though. I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to see. Let's see. Most, I mean, so we're here with our RB two or wide receiver two. Well, we're gonna get both of them here. 
Um, so, I mean, the majority of the running backs have gone. This, this draft's gone running back heavy in the third. Mixon, Edwards, Montgomery, Dobbins, Jacobs, and Carson all went in the fourth, Swift and Sanders. So, I mean, we're sitting here either going – well, we're going to – I'd assume we probably agree that we want to go one running back, one wide receiver, right? Yeah, so you have Henderson and James Robinson there. Or you can go Henderson and James Robinson and on that sixth turn get Michael Thomas and someone like a Claypool to hold you over. I mean, what receivers are available? I think I know which ones are available, but it's hard for me to pass up on certain ones right here. Julio, Godwin, Robert Woods, uh, DJ Moore, Cooper Cup. I, I honestly think that we should go running back and receiver. I just feel like by the time the receiver does come back to us, I think there's going to be a major drop off. I mean, we could go with your Michael Thomas strategy, but I just feel like that's, in my opinion, that's that's just a major risk. I mean, you may look at it differently. Um, so I would prefer to grab one of these receivers here. I mean, any, there's a couple of these guys I'm looking at who could finish as wide receiver one. So I just feel like you can't really pass up on that opportunity there. Yeah, I mean it's just all a matter of it's all a matter of if you look at having Waller is that your wide receiver too, and you don't feel like you have to go as strong at wide receiver. That's that's really just what it looks like. Like they I got feel like the best player on the board is a receiver though, in my opinion. Even considering uh, the running yeah. backs there, Kyler is there too. This is kind of where Kyler's been getting taken. I'm not saying we should take him. I'm just saying he's there. I think we should go ahead and take. ADP-wise, it goes Kyler, Julio, Henderson. So I feel like Henderson's still being a little undervalued. Like to look at it in a sense, like I get, I get. You can say whatever you want about McVay wanting to use a somewhat of a committee, a committee. Oh God, a committee. But would you rather have the guy who has Xavier Jones's backup or the guy who has Carlos Hodges's backup? That's just kind of how I look at it sometimes in a simple way. And in a team that's going to be better and running the ball more. That's a good I'm fine point. with that. Yeah. Let's go, Let's go you guys Henderson. Henderson. The wide receiver might be a little debate here. I've changed my uh, opinion on some of these guys recently. All right. People well, are going to hate me. People are going to hate me, but the one I'm, I'm, I, I wouldn't take Julio. That's just me. I wouldn't take God. I wouldn't. If you want safe, I think Robert Woods is the safest pick out of Julio Godwin and, and Robert Woods. I mean, like I don't know why I don't know why I'm at on Cup just because like I don't know. Yeah, I mean Woods has had a safer floor the last couple of years, but Cooper Cup ceiling is just way higher. I've just been staying like personally in recent mocks. I've been staying away from Tampa Bay just because I don't know if Mike Evans or Chris Godwin or Gronk or OJ Howard or AB <laughs> going to be the guys I mean, I that catch the I don't know what those, I don't know what their ceiling is, but is Godwin really going to finish outside the top 20, really? The question, though, is, is he going to finish higher than Robert Woods? He definitely could. I mean, I feel like no, the chance well, of him They both could. I'm, yeah, I just feel like the chance of him finishing higher than Robert Woods it's more likely than him being outside the top 20. So you guys I mean, want going back, I mean, going back to what Joe said earlier, I mean, we're, the reason we drafted Waller 
it's because we're honestly looking at him as a receiver. So knowing that you did that, would you would you rather have a safer guy? Um, cause you're almost looking at this pick as your tight end. Cause we're considering Waller is like our wide receiver too. So would you rather a safer option in that case? Or would you prefer somebody with more upside? And in my opinion, I feel like Godwin has more upside. So. Yeah. But something that I was thinking, I know that AJ Brown is still hurt. I know Jose is staying away, but if AJ Brown's hurt, Julio in that I'm not, offense. I'm not staying away. I'm just staying away based off the other. The options that are presented to me. Uh, out of everybody you name, nobody has Derrick Henry as their running back. I mean, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just gonna get away from that. Like, it's not anything against Julio, and Julio may prove me wrong. Like, and I, I really hope he does have a really good season. Like, but the Bucks do want to run the ball, and they made that clear. But I, I just, I just don't see how like. Tennessee turns into this air raid team compared to every other receiver you're looking at, and their offense is pretty much air raid. So we'll go Godwin then. Yeah, I'm good with Godwin, honestly. I think, honestly, I know this doesn't really matter. But I feel like Loki just looks better, too. And we also have Daryl Henderson already, which is a Ram. So, I mean, if we yeah, went yeah, Robert yeah, Woods, true. we would have him and Daryl Henderson. So. Oh, look at you learning from me. Yeah, yeah. It would be good to, you know, mix it up. And, I mean, my boy noticed in the stack. He finally came around. <laughs> yes, sir. So now we're just waiting. That moment of silence was us waiting on who comes back to us. Yeah, I like our team so far, but it's it's really tough to pass up on Kyler right there sometimes. Like, it really bothers me. All right, so it's back to us. Um, I was going to say something, but I was watching the picks go. I was going to say if Lamar somehow gets back to us, we'll take him, but he wasn't going to get back to us. Uh in the fifth, Julio went, Woods went, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson, Mark Andrews, and Kyle Pitts. In the sixth, Lamar, Dak, Cooper Cup, Mike Davis, Kareem Hunt, Tyler Lockett, guys along those lines. Um, so we're thinking our flex here. We got to fill the flex. Am I wrong? I thought we could do a lot with this pick, honestly. I mean, based off sleeper, I'm assuming yeah. James Robinson is still there, so I wouldn't assume he would be there in a real draft. It's just why I'm assuming he's there. He is there, but I mean, I wa- I'm wondering how many people are gonna want Javante Williams over James Robinson though, because Javante is still there. There's just not a world right now where I could take Javante Williams over James Robinson. That's, that's just where I'm at with it. There's. Just, I, Am I, I wrong for wanting Mostert? I've been on a Mostert train a lot lately. Like sometimes I'll just avoid grabbing an RB three and just wait for Mostert. Um, I mean, I mean, the only thing you have in the back of your head is like maybe Sermon could eventually take over that role, and we all know that like Mostert has suffered a lot of injuries these last couple of years. I mean, he hasn't been able to finish the season, um, so that's the only thing in the back of your head. But you know how much the Forty Nineers are going to run the ball, um, so I mean, he's definitely somebody to consider, though. Do we go our famous I mean, Russell Wilson? The other, I was thinking, we hold off. The other option that I was thinking was Michael Thomas and then a receiver in the flex and hold off until Mike. Hopefully, you can hold off until Michael Thomas is healthy and then you have Michael Thomas in the flex. Uh, I've been high on the Michael Thomas recently at the at this spot because our starters are pretty much filled up when you take the tight end that early. I'm I'm not against picking Michael Thomas at one of these spots. However, 
if we did go Michael Thomas, I mean, I would honestly prefer to pick up like James Robinson with the other pick instead of another receiver. Just just because of who's on the board here, I think we can wait for another receiver. Um, at, this point, think, I, yeah. at this point, I couldn't pass up on James Robinson. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. We'll take, I mean, we can take somebody's Robinson draft could just... be today. Yeah. And, then, and I'm certainly okay with taking Michael Thomas at that point. Yeah. So do we want to go Michael Thomas next then? Yeah, we're obviously yeah, unless, we're taking, unless, we're taking, unless we're taking Russell Wilson, then you guys Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas. Switch it up for the people listening. So I think we took Russell last time. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not my fault you're there every time. You're going to keep leaving. We're gonna keep not going to be in our draft. So we're just, like he said, waiting for it to get back to that round eight pick. Um. Watching who's available. Oh, now nah, they took my Judy. I'm about to say, yeah. I'll just wait for the Jerry Judy. Um, I'm okay of, reaching for Brandon Cooks here. My Jeez. thing is, though, like if we're going to take another running back and a wide receiver here and hold off on the QB even longer for Tannehill or Brady later, I think that I would reach for A.J. Dillon over all the running backs above him listed right now. Damian Harris, Fournette, Carter, Zach Moss, David Johnson, James Conner. I think A.J. Dillon's who I would take out of that group. Would you rather – I mean, do you think he'll come back to us? I mean, I think we can wait for Dillon. I mean, what do you think? I would rather pick like a receiver. We could 100% a wait for Dillon. But, yeah, Brady's not getting back to us. I'm just going to make that clear now. Would you rather go Brady and Brandon Cooks then and hope that Dillon makes it back? Yeah, I would go Brady or Tannehill here, either one. Um, um, going back to, like, what I mentioned in our, in our previous pick, I mean, are you worried at all having, like, Brady and Chris Godwin um, just because they're on the same team, or does it not matter because they're the Buccaneers? I like stacking – if it's a good team like that, I like stacking quarterback receiver. Yeah. It just – it depends on the situation. That's one where I would actually do it. Um, running back – quarterback's different but like running back wide receiver i think is a fine place or a fine thing to do especially in that offense see i'm here on brady or tannehill it's one or the other i'm a brady i think brady's here <laughs> i'm a get brady boy get brady go brady and then so then who do we want with the next one i mean i'm fine with going brandon cooks i mean i feel like he's just an interior there's no one yeah right here there's no one like pretty around him that you're like, oh gosh, we got to get this guy right here. Yeah. No, but I mean, if we're drafting for just, if he's my force, you're not drafting for upside. Like, I'll say it. Don't care if I'm on the island by myself. I was off the train, but now I'm back on it. I mean, Debo's potential is really good. I, that's like, and I understand if you guys don't want him. Like, I'm not against it if you don't want him. But I, I, I love Debo as a player. I just don't see him getting the same amount of volume as Brandon Cooks. I mean, that's the only reason why maybe I prefer Brandon Cooks in this situation. But, but like, yeah, I mean, I like Debo, too. And at what point do we stop disrespecting Juju? Like, I know it's not what we want, but at what point do you just stop, like? I know. Like, I mean, we're in the number 17 last Come on, bro. We're in the ninth yeah. round. Wide receiver 17 last year. He was, he was borderline RB1. I mean, it, it's He's just a wide receiver four. What, what you think about that, Tilly? At least with the stable Mr. quarterback. Steelers fan. At least with the stables quarterback, <laughs> stable quarterback situation. Yeah, I mean, that's true. 
He's only 24. Yeah. Like people look at him like he's some bum, like, like who's washed up like, or something. At what point are you just gonna like he's your fourth receiver, getting him in the ninth round? Like at what at what point do you just stop like like undervalued? Because the next guy's gonna get him in, in damn near the tenth round. Do you think Brandon Cooks could come back to us? No. I don't think either of them, none of these none of these five anywhere from Brandon Cooks between Juju and Brandon Cooks, all the guys in between them, none of the guys are coming back. <laughs> at what point do you stop disrespecting Juju? Like this coming from a Ravens fan. Like I, I just don't get it. Like at some point you we can change it up. Show. Let's take Juju here then. So he's your wide receiver four. You're not losing anything here. Yeah, I'm I mean, good. I'm looking at Juju's stats from <laughs> last year. He I mean he had a 830 yards, nine touchdowns. I mean, do you feel like he could have a better season next year? I feel like that was a pretty down year for this yeah. team. The problem offense. was they like everybody keeps talking about it. His average depth of target was like three yeah. yards. Like Big Ben just kept throwing them drag routes. They can't just be the same. Like look at all Juju yards per catch: fifteen point eight, twelve point eight, thirteen point one, and now he was down to eight point five. He had one hundred twenty eight targets last year. I'm saying even if you just would have put that up to ten, Juju easily would have had a thousand yards. Yeah, let's take Juju. Yeah, let's do it. It's just that's just astonishing to me. Like taking an eight point five, that's that's kind of weird. Eight point five yards per catch. We took Juju. Brandon Cooks is gone. I mean. Yeah, mm, go ahead. I don't want to say I don't want to say nobody notable, but like most notable out of the other guys taken was Antonio Brown. He got taken in tenth round, which I would have said we should have taken him. But I'm not I'm not going to say my strategy because I know y'all want Dylan. So go ahead. <laughs> what were you going to say? Go ahead, share share with us. At this point, I know a sleeper, <clears throat> but I'm not passing up on Corey Davis as my fifth receiver. I'm absolutely fine with that. I mean, we got two picks here, right? See, but my point is I wasn't going to go with A.J. Dillon with either of them. What was your other one? I know it might be a little early for some people, but, like, at that point, we're in the 11th round. Like, if you feel like he'd come back to us, go ahead, but he's not. I just feel like Hurts' upside is really insane if he if he does turn out to be anything. I would rather take That's Trey Lance. Like, take I'd rather take the guy I know is starting from week one. Well, we're not, we're, we're not starting him over Tom Brady, though. I want to go A.J. Dillon. I'm fine with Corey Davis. I think I'm in the same boat as Utility. Um, I mean, I love Jalen Hurts also, but I mean, I feel like the reason that we picked Tom Brady where we picked him is so we wouldn't have to like really reach for a quarterback tool. Um, I mean, we ha- we haven't picked a running back since the sixth round, so I think this is definitely a time to at least grab another RB just for the security. And I feel like there's a there's a little bit of a drop-off after A.J. Dillon. Um, so I would prefer the A.J. Dillon-Corey Davis over the Jalen Hurts-Corey Davis. Go ahead. I don't know if y'all waiting on me to disagree. I mean, you go ahead. I'm just saying you're ignoring the guy that has upside. Never mind. Go ahead. I mean, I, I get I get your point, but it's like, all right, if, if, we're, if we're going for Jalen Hurts, then, then why do we pick Tom Brady then? If we're not even – if we're just playing on replacing him. The fact that Tannehill just went in the 11th round still blows my mind. I'm not understanding that. And that's because, worst case, if Jalen Hurts is a top seven or eight quarterback, I, I can trade Tom Brady. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Not like I'm forced to keep either one of them. That's true. I mean, worst right. case. A lot of handcuffs went off the board. The Jamal, they must have adjusted Jamal Williams' ADP because he just went. Dang, that's that's all I wanted right now. Tony Pollard, Naeem Hines, Devin Singletary. 
guys like Gallup. Man, I don't know. How you don't, I don't know how you don't pick Gus here. Yeah, I'm fine with Gus, and then either. I think either. Oh gosh, these are our last two position picks. I Go guess. Ahead stash the ugly Go ahead. Or should we stash the Chuba? No, it's not an option. So Chuba Gus. And I know it's a preseason game, but he was playing my Ravens. He looked good. It's not an option. Stash. And for those who don't know, Chuba Herbert is he's the backup for the Carolina Panthers, so he would be our handcuff for Christian McCaffrey. Yes, or do we take or do we take the Dalvin Cook handcuff? And if Dalvin gets hurt, then you have McCaffrey and Alexander Madison. I would honestly prefer the, the the Chuba. I mean, usually, I mean, I know we talked about this on last mock draft, like as far as picking a handcuff for another for another player. But I mean, if we lose Christian McCaffrey, man, that's gonna hurt bad. Like he, he's the core of our team, so it's like. And, and you saw what Mike Davis was able to do exactly um, what I was about when he to came say. in. I feel like Chubba Hubbard is a better player with more upside. So, so guys, I'm, right, okay, I'm sorry. If I have the number one pick, I'm, I'm not picking another handcuff upside. I, I need my guy. Yeah. That's in Chubba then? Yes, Chubba. Yeah, I'm cool with that. And then go ahead and take an ugly Trey Lance. Go ahead. No, I took Gus for you. Don't worry. Yeah. You know the vibes. Now we've got the, the most exciting picks in the mock draft. The defense and the kicker. They're about to start running off on these defenses. Oh, my Lord. Oh, ours is, my Lord. Ours is still there. Ours is still there. I know who I'm taking. Yeah, we got, we got that sleeper that, defense get that in the tucker. back pocket. Let me get that Tucker. Tucker, sure and, tucker and Denver? Yes. I think it's easy. I got to think about these two. Yeah, I think cool Tucker, time. Butker, and Bass are all like out of. I mean, I guess you can't disrespect Young Huku after what he did last year, but they just those teams are going to be in the red zone so much. The three that I mentioned. Yeah, that's kind of how I look at it. And I feel like Tucker, sometimes the go ahead. Big I, I took Tucker just because I think he's the safest one. Okay. Pause it though. We can get uh, either Denver, the Browns. Colts, the Chiefs, the Dolphins. The only question besides Denver for me would be the Dolphins, but I think Denver. Yeah, Denver would be my pick. I think it will be much improved this year. Yeah, I'm cool with Denver too. Yeah. My only thing about Tucker is him and Bucker. Like, I feel like the Ravens do score a lot of points. Like, we led the league technically in points per game the last two seasons. But, like, I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like the Chiefs are more – likely to punch it in every time than we are every time. Yeah. So this team from the one pick is pretty solid here. Um, Brady at QB, McCaffrey RB1, Henderson RB2, Ridley and Godwin at the wide receiver, Waller at the tight end, Robinson in the flex with Michael Thomas, Juju, AJ Dillon, Corey Davis, Gus Edwards, and Chubba on the bench with the Broncos and Justin Tucker. I got a question. Which which team do you guys think is better? This is the five pick team we made. I definitely feel like this team has a lot more upside than our five pick. I feel like our five pick was a little bit more balanced, but I mean, you got Calvin Ridley, Darren Waller, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, those are guys who could potentially finish top one at their position 
Um, so, I mean, it's just so much upside on this team, and you were still able to grab, you know, RB depth um, with James Robinson down the stretch. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I love this team here. Low-key team two is kind of scary. Yeah, they are. I mean, these early picks, I feel like there's a there's a lot of upside in these top three picks here. So, I mean, if, if you have one of these picks coming into your draft, I mean, I, I'd really be excited to be able to grab one of those top three running backs. Because at the end of the day, no matter what you do with your team, you have Christian McCaffrey, man. I mean, that's why he's the best fantasy player. So it's just like you can't really go wrong with that. What tight end do you guys think after the 11th round is the one that you would target if we hadn't gone tight end early? I've been on the, like, Logan Thomas, 11th? Robert Tanyan train. Yeah, after the 11th. Like, 11th is where I'm starting at, talking about. I'm definitely taking Gasicki over those guys. Over Higby? Yeah, um, I'm out on Higby. I don't you know. Why is It's not really – I guess it's more of a hunch. Like, more I've been paying attention to Rams camp. Like, and I could be absolutely wrong. It just seems like the backup that they have now is extremely athletic. I don't know how to explain it. He's, he's, he's a good player. So, like, I don't – it just kind of scares me compared to, like, if you gave me a million dollars to tell you who Mike Kosicki's backup was, I couldn't tell you. Like, I don't know, just the, the backup to the other guys are just not as good. And I feel like the Rams actually have a solid, a pretty solid backup when you look, when you look at the reports out of camp, at least. And the Rams like to use a lot of two tight ends. That's not a mystery. Let's see who his backup is real quick. I can tell you. I'm going to go to sleep and go to the dip chart. Uh, Derm Smith. Who? Offense depth chart lineup. Oh, wait, hold up. This is September. Oh, Ignore that article's out of date. Right here it says Durham Smythe. Yeah. Oh, God. Durham so Smythe. The fact that y'all can't even pronounce a name is, I mean, that's all you need to know right there. And no disrespect to these guys. You, y'all you NFL players. I'm not disrespecting you. I'm just, just saying, like. Why are you hating on the Durham Smythe? You won't even know who he was if it wasn't for Google. <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you what mean? Did he go to? I don't even know. I didn't even. I was looking for that too. Where? <laughs> All right, let's stop picking on Darren, man. Oh, he's six six. Hey, he's six six two forty six. That's a big dude. Micah Sifi is six six two fifty. He's been in the league for four years. That should tell us how, uh, who he is. <laughs> uh, I hate uh, Darren Smith Smythe. How are you pronounce it? But um, anyhow, yeah, thank you all for tuning in this episode. And um, I hope you enjoyed this mock draft. And for those that are picking from the one pick or you end up getting the one pick because you don't find out an hour until an hour before your drafts, hope this does help you guys, um, at least give you an idea of different routes that a different route that you could go. Please take McCaffrey if you're the one pick. Yeah, I don't – please don't overthink it. Like, if, if you want to take Dalvin Cook or – Whoever that bad, then go ahead. I guess I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get down on your preferences. That's completely up to you. I'm gonna get down but, on your preferences. Look at McCaffrey's stats. Take McCaffrey. Yeah, I, I think it's a no brainer. Like the first pick of every draft should be immediately picked in five seconds. It shouldn't even be like a when the draft starts. It should be done in five seconds. But yeah, I mean, maybe there is. Like I said, maybe there is somebody who doesn't wouldn't take Christian McCaffrey number one. But I, I don't know who you are. But God bless your heart and soul. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, 
Thank you as always for tuning in. Um, any words from the guys? No, nah, I'm good. Great Steve, show. I'm getting close. Yeah, I draft in um our other league. Um, Tilly's not in this one, but um, I want to say I scheduled it for next Thursday. So yeah, oh, I, like God, I didn't even know that. Thanks for I think, reminder. I think it's next Thursday. <laughs> um, I could be wrong. Uh, maybe I think it's next Thursday. But um, yeah. So we'll guys let you. We'll come back. You know, at some point, let you know when we do have our draft that we're all in. Um, what our team kind of look like, where we are with that, and who we think had the best draft between us three without being biased at all. And uh, yeah, as always, thank you guys for tuning in. It'd be appreciated if you guys can follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at podcast EGS. And again, that's at podcast EGS. Um, we appreciate all the retweets, follows, um, post to your stories, anything to get the word out for us and share it with other people. Um, we'll see you beautiful folks next time.